Huming Sun. What about Huming Sun? You got to get him in. Why do I got to get him in? I mean, he scored four goals last week. You know, the all or nothing Spurs documentary coming true. I think I'm going to pass. What about Harry Kane? Harry Kane got four assists. You know, the all or nothing documentary again. Passing. All right, what about Patrick Bamford from Leeds? You know, price went up from 5.5 to 5.7. Got one goal, two assists last week. Very good bargain price. Think I'm going to pass two as well. Welcome to the Game Week 3 preview. I'm your host, Ben. Hope you guys like that little intro. My budget is $0. I can't afford another person, so I just got to go do a back and forth with myself so some of the things i'm gonna go over is how i used my wild card this week a lot of people have used their wild card in week one a lot of people using it this week it may be a mistake but i like the transfers that i made and you know we'll learn either way whether it be a positive or negative how it turns out so one thing that i found was pretty interesting while doing some research was how in terms of goals per game not goals per game but Liverpool have scored six goals through two games and Leeds has been in some crazy games have scored seven goals through two games but if you look a little bit closer at the numbers Liverpool have had 40 shots through two games 12 on target 16 shots blocked and then they scored six goals through those Leeds have only had 15 shots through two games, 10 on target, as well as three shots blocked. So the efficiency that Leeds has been showing has been pretty pretty outstanding compared to Liverpool. But you have to take that into consideration. Like, the way that Leeds have been scoring at such a high rate, such an, uh, at an efficient rate... The goals might not always come because they don't create as many chances as said Liverpool. So definitely take that in consideration. I'm going to go over now the top five transferred in players per position. And then I'll give my opinions on some of the players, positive or negative, what I feel about them. Before I go on to the transfers of the week, uh, one last thing about the shots per game. I forgot to mention was a lot of teams can take a lot of shots per game and it looks good on the stat sheet, but really look into the quality of the shot that they're taking and the lead up to the shot. So even though Leeds has been very efficient through the two games that I've seen, the way that they build up their play, the way that they create their chances for their shots have been have been just outside the box and or really close inside the box as well. So take what you want with that information. I still believe that Leeds is a very creative team. I'll still be having one asset in my team. So going into the transfers of the week, we have going over the strikers, we have Calvert-Lewin, striker for Everton, ownership now at 25%. His price went from 7 to 7.2 after his hat trick. Definitely is a good buy. I like the way that Everton's playing. They have a good 
good set of games coming in. Uh, I personally don't have him. I mean, his prices are just going to keep going up, but I've just decided to go with my boy Richarlson still as well. So the next striker is Bamford. His ownership is at 18.6. His price went from 5.5 to 5.7. He had one goal and two assists. My main concern with Bamford, so his ownership is pretty high, 18.6, because he's a pretty bargain striker, is that they're slowly getting in Rodrigo. They're, I believe, record-signing striker that they got from Valencia. They're slowly going to get him minutes, and I believe he is eventually going to take over for Bamford. It honestly could be as early as this week, so I would not recommend getting Bamford. He is it from the numbers that he's been putting up. Definitely looks very nice, but you got to look a little bit deeper in where I honestly think that Rodrigo is going to take over his spot, so I wouldn't waste a transfer on Bamford unless there's an injury to Rodrigo or such. The next striker is uh, Harry Kane. His ownership is at 16.7. His price is at 10.5. I honestly am going to wait on all Spurs assets right now. They blanked game week one against Everton 1-0, and then they come back game week two, 5-2 against Southampton. But I'm not sold on the Spurs project right now, so I'm just going to keep watching from afar. The next striker is Raul Jimenez, striker for Wolves at 21.6 ownership. His price is at 8.5. I do have him in the team. He has a great run of fixtures the next five games. I think he will provide attacking returns for people who decide to own him. I think that's a great purchase right there. And the last one is Mitrovic at 20.9%. His price is at 6. I'm just not a fan of the Fulham team. Mitrovic is a very big number 9. Not really creative, more of the poacher type. He got two goals. No, I believe a hat-trick last week with two penalties. I'm just... it's a. I think it's a bigger risk to go with Mitrovic. At 6, I have a striker that I'll mention in the podcast later at 6, that I'm more confident in than Mitrovic. But if you already have Mitrovic in, you know, he had a hat-trick. It's kind of hard to take out a player that had a hat-trick, but for me, since I never had Mitrovic, I'm not going to go and go ahead and buy him. So in the midfield, we have Sun at 31.7% ownership. His price is at 9. It's pretty crazy how week 1... He got dropped by the most, he was the most tran- transferred out player. And then after his four goal game, he's the most transferred in player. His uh, ownership percentage rose a ton. Like I said earlier, not gonna, just gonna watch Spurs from afar. And then, you know, if they show a decent amount of uh, fixtures where they've been scoring a decent amount of goals, then I'll probably look into it. Next is James Rodriguez at 23.3. His price went up from 7.5 to 7.6. I think James is a really good buy at 7.5. He's going to be the main creator for Everton. Possibly might be on pens. We don't know yet. With uh, Sigurdsson was Everton's penalty kick taker last year, but he's no longer on the team. 
Or at least he's definitely not in the starting lineup. Definitely, he has a he has a good amount of games coming up. I wouldn't say great, but for me, he's definitely in my team. Kevin De Bruyne, thirty nine point one percent ownership. His price went from eleven point five to eleven point six. He had one goal, one assist against Wolves. I mean, you can't go wrong with KDB, the main playmaker for City which already has a ton of playmakers, but he takes the pens, he takes the free kicks, he takes the corners. There's not much more that you want from KDB. Next is Wilfred Zaha at Crystal Palace at 16% ownership, and his price went from 7 to 7.1. I haven't watched too much Crystal Palace except for the United game where he did look pretty good off the counter. He's another player that I might put on my watch list. Not too sure the direction and the play of Crystal Palace, but I've seen some comments about Zaha. They don't know if he's going to play that striker role that he's been playing so far with some of the players that are injured right now because it's been said that this is not how the team... They're not sure how the team is going to look once everyone's once everyone who's injured is back. So I'll definitely look at that from afar as well. And last on the midfield list is Costa from Leeds. 6.6 ownership. His price went from 5.5 to 5.6. I definitely like Costa a lot. He's a winger for Leeds. They definitely get a good amount of crosses in, so he could definitely get an assist. And he also makes some inverter runs towards the middle, which he got one of his goals from last week. So definitely a couple leads, players I definitely like. Costa, Klitsch, Jack Harrison. I think those would be the three that I would probably stick to. And last but not least, we have the defenders. So we have Reese James at 14.1 ownership. His price went from 5 to 5.1. It seems that Reese James is looking forward going to be Chelsea's starting fullback, right back. There was some hesitation before game week two if uh, Espelicueta was going to start right back against Liverpool, but it was Reese James, so that's a good sign. He has, let me double check, I believe nine, yeah, he had nine crosses last game, so he definitely gets up. He scored a goal. And I believe he has an assist. So for me, he's also in my team as well. Uh, we have Kastan at 9.5% ownership. His prices went from 5.5 to 5.6. Lester's fullbacks have been getting up. So I believe he has one goal so far. I think it's a going forward. Could be a good buy. I personally do not have him. Might put him on my watch list. We'll wait and see. Next one is Mitchell at 23.1% ownership. His prices went from 4 to 4.1. You can definitely see why. A starting defender at a 4 means that you can spread your assets around in other places, midfield, striker. He's been doing pretty well for Crystal Palace. We'll see when uh, Van Onholt gets back, but... Have no problem if you decide to buy him there. 
The next defender is Justin at 20.1%. His price went from 4.5 to 4.6. He plays for <clears throat> Leicester as or he plays for Leicester. He's gotten one goal, one assist. Another really cheap uh price for a defender where you can spread your assets around. I do have him in my team as well. And last but not least, we have Sice at 10%. His price went from 5 to 5.1. He got one goal in game week one. And Wolves have a very great run of games coming up. So he's also in my team as well. So this week, I decided to use my wild card. I honestly could have stayed with my team, but I didn't like how my defense was set up. There's a lot of players that weren't playing, and I just felt I needed to capitalize on kind of what was going on through the first two game weeks. So I'm going to go over my team and kind of some of the stats that I brought up as well as some of the things that I thought were thought was good information that you guys would want to know. So I got Kevin De Bruyne in my team. City had 14 shots, 9 on target, 2 shots blocked against Wolves. KDB himself had 4 shots on target, and he had the most touches on the ball at 103 compared to the second most on City at 67, which was Foden, and third, Sterling at 57. So out of City's 10 key passes that they had all game, KDB had six, and he handles the corners, free kicks, penalties. It's just a lot of, it's a very good floor. It's, even if you don't captain him, if you just have him in the team for his price point, I think even though he is one of the highest players, highest priced players in the Prem, I think you just got to have him in. His next five games are against Leicester, Leeds, Arsenal, West Ham, Sheffield. Pretty good, pretty good run of games right there. So I actually had Gabriel Jesus in my team and I woke up today to find out Jesus got injured. I was I was pretty bummed because I thought it was gonna be a pretty good buy. He was nine point five, a bit pricey, but his ownership was two point nine percent, which I found was pretty absurd seeing that he is a striker for City and they're definitely gonna have a lot of chances but he got injured and that's why I think it's a very big emphasis to rather make your for me I'd rather make my transfers towards the end of the week because even though you do them at the beginning of the week to try and avoid a price rise if you made a transfer for Jesus right now and then he just got injured and you didn't use your wild card then you would be depending on how you set up your team you could be in a predicament but moving forward my other striker is Raul Jimenez he's the main main option for Wolves he's more of a poacher striker he doesn't he can create off the dribble but not as efficient or frequently as other strikers in the prem he has a great run of games coming up he has West Ham Fulham Leeds Newcastle and Crystal I've been going back and forth whether or not to captain him or KDB because one of West Ham's starting center backs is not going to be present at the game. Neither is their head coach. 
And when I saw that happen to different circumstance, when that happened to West Brom against Everton last week, it definitely played a huge factor in how many goals Everton was able to score. So I will update you on which captain I choose. So the next player I have is Sice and Vinagri. I'll just put them both together. So they both are defenders for Wolves. And the main reason I bought them was they have uh there's a definitely a great possibility that they can get a couple clean sheets with these next five games that they have coming up. Like I said, with West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Crystal. The only game I'm kind of worried about is Leeds, but there's definitely, I could see at least two out of the five potentially be clean sheet games. And Sice has a, has already scored a goal through, uh, I believe, a corner kick. So if they can get a clean sheet as well as an attacking return, that's just fantastic. So next player I have is Reese James. His next five fixtures are against West Brom. Crystal Palace, Southampton, United, and Burnley. He's been going up quite a bit for Chelsea. Like I said earlier, he had nine crosses out of the 13 crosses that Chelsea registered last game. He's gotten a goal and an assist. Actually, (laughs) cancel that out. I think he only had a goal. But... I think with Chelsea, once they start getting Ziyech and Pulisic in, I don't think they're playing their full team. Definitely not playing their full team yet. I think once they get back in, Ben Chilwell as well, I think it will be a lot better just for Chelsea in general, for all their assets. I've been, a lot of people have Timo Warner this week against West Brom, especially as their captain. I believe Timo is still the highest owned striker and BPL at 30 around like 38 to 39 percent since I have not owned Warner I think you should keep Warner if you have owned him through the first two weeks but since I have not had Timo I'm not I've opted to go with Raul Jimenez I just think a lot better fixtures and his team the team of the structure the structure of the team is already in place where Chelsea they're still trying to figure things out Next, I have, this one's a bit of a risk, but I think if the risk pays off, then it'll be, it'll work a lot better for my team towards if I want to sell this player and get profit. So one thing I should mention about the profit in FPL that's pretty valuable is, as you've already seen, some players have risen in price by 0.1, And some players have lowered in price by 0.1. So if you have a player that has risen, so say Calvert-Lewin, for instance, I believe he's at 7.3, but for the example, he was at 7.2. If you sold him, you would only get 0.1 profit. But slowly but surely, if you keep selling players for profit, you got to kind of maintain the profit with the amount of hits you might take. But with the more more profit you make, the more you can adjust your team, say. Because there's 
a lot of times where you might be point one, point two, point three away from like a player you really want. So take that into consideration. But the player that <clears throat> that I'm, uh, it's a bit of a risk. Is uh, Phil Foden? He's only priced at six point five. He started the first City's first game week, which is against Wolves, at as the right winger. I think the potential for him, if he has like a really good game against Leicester, and just the way that I think he could be due for a good price rise if he has like a brace, maybe another goal and assist. He got a goal uh, game week two against Wolves, but I think it's he might not start. That's the thing with City. It's kind of like a roulette. Pep likes to rotate his players, and it's very hard to predict like who he's going to play in the league games but i think the risk is worth the reward in this case next player i have is <coughs> is james he's the main playmaker for everton he's only at seven point i think he rose to 7.6 which is rightfully so he got one goal and assist just like adb he takes the free kicks corners and potentially the penalty kicks since Secretson was the penalty kick taker for Everton last season, and he is not in the starting lineup, nor I'm not sure if he's on the team, to be honest. But they have a pretty good run of games coming up. They have Crystal Palace, Brighton, Liverpool, Southampton, and Newcastle. I think he for sure might be one of what people say is you should have like a couple players that you have throughout the whole season, and I think. Hamez is probably going to be one of the players I have throughout the whole season. Just at 7.5, this is very cheap compared to other players. KDB's at... He's in the 10s, I believe. It's just... Hamez is a real bargain at 7.6 now. So I'd say jump on the train before he keeps getting higher. The next player I have is Richarlison. At first, I didn't have him in. Because I had Jesus, but luckily since I was on my wild card, I was able to get Jesus out of there and Richarlison back in the team. So I'm pretty happy either way. I was kind of bummed that I didn't have him, but it was just meant to be that Richarlison is on my team. He's the striker slash winger for Everton. He's very good creating off the dribble. He hasn't scored yet. He's he's had his chances, just missed. I think, you know, he hasn't scored through two game weeks. The third week, that's the one that he's going to... Hopefully get it would be great if he gets a brace. A goal would be nice, but we're hoping for a brace. So there's other options at striker that people have like I had Martial last week. He's priced at nine, but I'm going to watch and see United against Brighton. See if what the formation looks like. I'm really interested if we're going to see Van de Beek start. I feel like he's a he's one of three midfielders that we have that really contains flair. All the other midfielders we have don't really have that flair, that creativity. So it's going to be interesting if Ole starts Van de Beek. I hope he does, but we're going to be a bit in a defensive liability. I honestly think we should just move Pogba back to CDM because... He really doesn't track back at all, and he should just just ping long balls from back there. But 
Moving on. Oh, last thing about Richarlison. He's had 12 shots through two games. I believe, like, in FPL, volume is king. Like, you know, if you take the shots, you keep taking them, keep taking them. Like, they're eventually going to go in. He hasn't been the most accurate with the shots, but, you know, it's just through two game weeks. So, hopefully we can get some attacking returns this week. My new striker that I have, this is a bit of a risk. His name is Oli. Oli Watkins from Aston Villa. I believe his ownership is very low, like below 5%. But he's the newly newly bought striker that Aston Villa bought for $40 million. Watch some of his game tape and <clears throat> feel like he's a pretty good buy with what he's only at $6 million. Just the way he strikes the ball, he can head the ball as well. He's a very fluid number nine. Not big like Jimenez, but just kind of like your modern day striker nowadays. But Villa are pretty well known to cross the ball. I don't think they cross the ball. They might be like in the middle of the pack when it comes to crossing the ball, but he has a pretty good game coming up against Fulham this week. And then he has Liverpool, Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton. I'm probably going to start him this week against Fulham. I think he could definitely provide attacking returns, but probably sit him next week against Liverpool. It'll be interesting to see how he does. If he does really good this game week, he honestly might get a... Hopefully we can get a price rise out of him. My goal with some of my risks is that I want to sell them. I'm only 0.1 away from getting Andy Robertson from Liverpool. I think the acquisition of Thiago will help them even more defensively. They're just going to control the ball a lot more than they even did before. And Liverpool is already a pretty great team. Before that was Jordan Henderson, but I think Thiago's just a different player. He already had the most passes in the game against Chelsea, and he only played one half, so... Definitely be something to watch. Next up, we have Salah. You just have to have him in your team. With Liverpool, the way they create chances, the amount of shots that they take, it's either going to be him him or Mane. Mane had a brace last week. Salah had a hat trick. And I believe Salah, he always has a good chance to assist as well, especially when... They get free kicks. There's sometimes they do this play where Salah will whirl it off to Trent Alexander-Arnold. And whatever you make of it, that actually counts in as, as an assist. So definitely get most Salah or Mane. For me personally, I like Salah because he creates more off the dribble in terms of creating chances for others or just taking shots for himself. So my goalkeeper is going to be McCarthy from Southampton. They were terrible last week against Spurs. Son, four goals. Harry Kane, four assists, one goal. I think if if that manager wants to keep his job, he's definitely not going to play the high line that they did against Spurs because that definitely did not work. So Southampton have Burnley, West Brom, Chelsea, Everton and Aston Villa coming up. I think there could definitely be a chance for a clean sheet in there, a couple saves. But at 4.5, he's just a budget keeper 
a lot of people own him, so I think just it's always good that even if he doesn't do well, and if there's a high ownership account, then it's not too much of a deficit in terms of you falling behind the majority of the people. Next, I have Costa. These are going to be my bench players, I believe. Yeah. So I have Costa from Leeds. He got a brace last week. I think Leeds, he's one of their wingers. So <laughs> this is going to be funny. I think I would call Leeds wingers, Jack Harrison and Costa, the budget, Mane, and Salah. I mean, we'll see if it continues all season. But so Jack Harrison scored a goal game week one. And then didn't do anything game week two. And then Costa scored two goals. So we'll see. It might bounce back to Harrison. Hopefully it doesn't. I have Costa. But Costa's on my bench. I think you should at least have one Leeds asset. They're all pretty cheap. I believe Harrison's still at 5.5. Costa's at 5.6. Klitsch is another very popular one because he takes penalty kicks. So definitely look if you haven't watched any Leeds games, I definitely recommend you should because whatever they call it, the Bielsa ball, is definitely very entertaining to watch. And I just like the way that Leeds plays as a, how would I say it? I don't have anything on the line when I'm watching Leeds. Well, I mean, Leeds is a very big rival of United, but in terms of fantasy, anything goes. I know everybody, every fan who has like rival, the rival they will have rival players in their team, of course. Next player is Lamptey at 4.5. He's a wingback for Brighton. He definitely jumps off your screen when you watch him play. He pushes up a lot. Can also return. Can also give you attacking returns in terms of the assist. He looks pretty well. He has a knock. He might not play against United. But I, I have him on the bench I will go over my starting lineup, but he's definitely a very intriguing prospect at his price point. Last but not least, I have James Justin at 4.7. He actually rose 0.2, which kind of threw a wrench in my plans. I could have potentially gotten Andy Robertson, but hopefully my other risks that I put in my starting lineup will pay off. He starts... For Leicester, he's got one goal and one assist already. He pushes up a decent amount. The right back, Kastan, pushes up a bit more. But all you need is that one chance. Ndidi, Wilfred Ndidi, their starting CDM, is going to be out, I believe, two months, which is not good in terms of keeping a clean sheet. They face City this week, which I'll keep them off. I'll keep them on the bench. And the rest of the games moving forward are pretty decent. So there definitely could be a chance in terms of going forward. But I definitely wouldn't. Going to keep him out for the game against City. But that wraps up my team. So my starting lineup is going to be McCarthy and Goal. Finagri, Sice, and Reese James. So I'm playing a 3-4-3. My midfielders are Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, Mo Salah, and James Rodriguez. And then up top, I have Richarlison, Raul Jimenez, and Ole Watkins. So hopefully 
this lineup does well. You know, can't always... I'll give this team... The way I constructed this team is to give them a good run of games. You know, I don't... I would hope not to make a transfer out next week. I think the way I have it, I just want to, from now, since I use my wild card, save up some of these free transfers just in case some unforeseen things happen in the future. But yeah, um, if you have any questions about your team, what players you might, what players you might not be certain about, but want another opinion, uh, I created a Twitter. It's called Full Send FPL. So definitely, I'll be posting my team. Any information that I see that I find is interesting that maybe you need before the game week that I might not be able to put in the podcast. But yeah. I'll catch you guys later.